You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. You've just tuned in to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. I'm co-pastor Elena Robertson, and I'm so glad you joined me. This is season two. We are so excited for what God has in store for us this season. Of course, we're always going to dig into the Word because it is the Word of God that changes us. Amen. It's quick. It's powerful. You cannot go wrong with the Word of God. Listen, today I want to talk with you about hearing from God. And you can, you know, pretty much say, what, what you know, what is God saying to me? Um, is God speaking to me? God, can you hear me? You know? And so... Um, we live in a day and time where there are, there's so much going on, you know, and, and we have so much on our plates. Um, there's a lot of voices that we're hearing, hearing from the world, hearing from TV, hearing from our family, hearing from all kinds of different things. And, um, I think it's, it's critical for us to be able to know the voice of God, hear the voice of God, um, know how to heal hear the voice of God, um, and then how to, um, what to do with when you hear the voice of God. All of those things are critical for us, especially in this day and time. So I'm going to start out uh, out of the word of God um, where um, in Job 33, where Job pretty much coins it. God is always speaking. He, he, he never stops speaking. And sometimes we are always, we listen to him and, um, an audible voice, but God speaks to us through through nature. He speaks to us through circumstances, through situations. We just have to intune ourselves to hear his voice. So Job 33, 14 says, for God does reveal his will. He speaks not only once, but more than once, even though men do not regard it, including you, Job. And, and then in another translation, the New Living Translation, it says that God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. And that key word, recognize, is so important. We have to learn how to recognize the voice of God. In the midst of all the other voices that we hear, we have to learn how to recognize the voice of God. So hearing the voice of God is critical. Why? Because when we hear the voice of God, he leads us, he guides us, he directs us, he uh, helps us to connect to his will, his way, his plan, his purpose. And so it's critical. In Isaiah 30, it says, uh, in the 30th chapter, the 20th verse says, you will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go rather to the right or to the left. Now, come on, we, we, we need to hear God, right? There's, there's things in life, in life that we experience where we need to know, God, should I go left? Should I go right? Should I marry this person? Should I not marry this person? What should I do, God? Should I take this course? Should I not take this course? Should I take this path of, of uh, my career? What should I do? What should I say? And so... God is here to tell us no matter what. He's here to teach us. He's always speaking, okay? And so even in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had, had the, the luxury, the, 
the, the, the, the fellowship, the, the, the communion with God, where God spoke to them. And that's, that was all that they knew until sin entered, entered the world and they began to hear from other voices. And so, um, and of course we know that, that, that they, they were deceived from the voice of Satan, Satan deceiving them and, and whispering in their ears, other alternatives, suggestions to the will of God. And so, um, but God's will is that we're able to hear him. He speaks. So if he's speaking, someone needs to hear him. We were created to hear him. And so you may be saying to yourself, well, I, I don't think I can hear from God. And, you know, and sometimes there are seasons in our lives where it seems like what many may call a dry season where it seems like God's not speaking. Um, and yet he always is. But, but in reality, it's that season in our lives where we have so much that's clogging our ears. You know how in the natural you can have earwax? The earwax is not necessarily a bad thing because earwax actually it's formulated. God is fearfully and wonderfully made us. It's made in such a way where it keeps debris and particles and different things from getting into our ear. But if we don't clean our ear regularly from the excess wax that builds up in our ear, it can clog our ear and ears and it can make us dull of hearing, which means you can't hear. Okay. And so, um, and so it's the same way spiritually. There are things that happen in life, circumstances, situations, um, things that happen to us by other people or things that happen to us based on circumstances and situations that causes us to not hear from God. Sometimes there's so many voices that we're hearing all at one time that we can't hear God. And some, you know, just like you're in a crowded place, when you're in a, a crowd with people and there's everybody speaking or saying things or whatever, you, it's, it's so many voices that you can't really clearly hear sometimes the person that's right next to you. Sometimes some voices are speaking louder than other voices. And it's not that you're trying to hear them, it's that you have no choice but to hear them because it has your audience because it speaks louder than the voice that you really want to hear. And it's the same way in our lives with God. There are certain things that are speaking much louder to us. And so it's not that we can't hear is that we're not able to hear clearly God's voice because his voice is not the prominent voice that we have given audience to. And so there's all kinds of reasons where, why, or, or why we're in a place where we can't really hear, uh, hear from God. But God is, make no mistake about it, always speaking. Amen? And so, so just like it's God's will from the time that Adam and Eve was created, it's God's will that he spoke with them and sin entered, entered the world. And then what did they, because as they were walking in the garden, when sin entered after they had sinned, they were walking in the garden and they heard the voice of God. But what began to happen? Sin began to creep in and make them ashamed, make them, um, you know, uh, not put God's voice as a priority. And so... Um, so, but as we get into this word, we're, we're going to allow God to help us to align ourselves to exactly how God wants us to hear from him. Amen. I look at an example of, of David. David, David was a man that was a great example of 
him putting himself in a position to hear from God. But what set David apart was was very interesting. He, of course, he had a relationship with God. Now, now was David perfect? No, he wasn't perfect, but he had a relationship with God where he was able to put himself in the position to hear from God. And um, one of the biggest ways that he was able to hear from God was that he inquired of God and all of his endeavors, everything that he did, he asked of God, God, what do you want me to do? I'm coming up against these Philistines. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to go after them? Do you want me to go up and pursue? Do you want me to, to overtake them? Do you want me to go this way? Do you want me to go that way? And guess what he did? He, he, he would hear the voice of God every time he inquired of the Lord. That means he asked God. Okay. And so he asked God. And so that's all in, in Samuel, first <clears throat> uh, Samuel and second Samuel, the encounters of, of David. But I'm reminded of the scripture where it talks about in Matthew seven, where it says, ask, right. And seek and knock. Okay. So this is Jesus telling us, okay, you need to ask because Jesus himself, he had such a relationship with the father. He would ask the father, okay? And he would inquire of the father himself. But Jesus is telling us, he's training us and he's telling us that if you ask, you're going to you are going to get what you ask for. If you seek, you're going to find. If you knock, the door is going to be open. So 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 when you ask, you're going to ask because someone's going to speak to you, right? And you're going to seek because, you know, there's something to, to be sought after, okay? And if this you're going to knock, then there is a door that, that you're going to knock that needs to be open. So that all is a train of faith that, that if, if, you give, if you give one action, you're expecting a response back, okay? And so when we inquire of God, then what are you expecting back? Well, I'm expecting to hear from God. So if there's questions in our lives, if there's um, confusion in our lives, if there's a, a place where we're at and we we don't know which way to go, how should I handle this? What should I say? What should I do? Then if we ask God, he is going to answer us. Okay. God loves us so much that he is not going to let us just go around like we're in a maze, bumping into one wall after another, looking at us like we're a bunch of fools. No, he sees us in our struggle. He even sees us in our mess and yet he wants to help us. But what is it that we need in order for him to help, help us? We have to inquire of him. When we inquire of him, that's letting him know, I know you have the answer. I know you have what I need, okay? And so that's what we have to do with God. We have to inquire of him. Jeremiah 29, I love this, 12 says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And then another scripture out of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 33, 3, and I love the Amplified version. It says, call to me and I will answer you. And not only that, he says this, and show you great and mighty things fenced in and hidden, which you do not know, do not distinguish and recognize, have knowledge of, 
and understand. So God is saying those hard questions, those, those, those difficult situations, those areas where you're confusing. If you just ask me, I'm going to show you some great things. I'm going to show you some mighty things. Those things that, that are hidden to man that, 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 that causes other people. Well, I don't know. I can't help you out. When you're dealing with a doctor's uh, 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 diagnosis that says there's nothing that we can do, nothing more that we can do to help, you need to go to God and say, God, what shall I do? Because when man comes to the end of himself, I'm telling you, there is no shadow of turning in God. So God is the one that has all answers, hallelujah, to every single question, every single hard situation. There is a way out. Amen. Why? Because God's word tells me, and I love this, that he says there is nothing too hard or too difficult for him. Amen. Because we know the word. The word tells us that that what's impossible with man or what is hard with man is possible with God. Glory to God. That is something to shout about right there. So David inquired of God. He inquired uh, again and again, and God answered him every single time. And the common thread in this thing, when David inquired of God, because believe me, when you inquire of God, he's going to answer you right? But are you ready for the answer that God would give you? And we saw that David, the answers that God gave him, he was obedient to it. He did whatever God told him to do. So you got to, you you know, if you ask God, he's going to tell you, but your heart has to be aligned with his will. Because if he tells you to do something that your flesh doesn't like, are you going to do what he tells you to do? If he tells you to do something that you've never done before, are you going to second guess him? And so it's critical that we be obedient to God. Glory to God. And so, so God answered David. He said, pursue. He said, you will overtake them and you will cover all. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Psalms 119 says this, before the day dawns, I will cry out for help and wrapping your words in my life. I mean, that's a person that's saying, God, you are my help. I'm not going to wait until, you know, I get into trouble. Early in the morning, I will seek you. I will inquire of you what to do for this day. What's most important for me? What do I need to focus on? Who do I need to connect to? Who do I need to disconnect from? God, I'm going to seek you before I get into trouble. I'm going to seek you before I get into my day. And not only that, what you tell me, I'm going to wrap my life around what you tell me to do. Hallelujah. I mean, when you think, I mean, I think of wrapping, wrapping our lives around the word of God. It's like if you wrap yourself with a blanket, that blanket is covering you. It's providing you with security. It's providing you with comfort. It's providing you with warmth. Let us wrap, hallelujah, ourselves with the word of God, what God speaks to us. Hallelujah. It will buffer us. It will protect us. It will keep us. Glory to God. So Psalms 119, 147, that's the uh, Passion Translation says, before the day dawns, I'll cry out for help. Hallelujah. And wrapping your words into my life. Glory to God. Listen, there are some key things that I want to make sure that you grab a hold of um, as it pertains to hearing the word of God. And so one is, 
We need to go to a quiet place. You know, that early in the morning when I seek you, that that before the day dawns, that's you need to find that quiet place. So, but not only early in the morning, there needs to be times when you can just learn how to shut things down if for some reason you can't hear from God. You need to know how to put yourself in a place where it's quiet, where you can steal your thoughts, where you can settle your emotions, because sometimes your, your thoughts can speak louder than God's voice. Your emotions can speak louder than God's voice. Your will can speak louder than God's voice. Come on, everything dealing with your soul. Sometimes it can speak your flesh. Your flesh can speak louder than God's voice. And so we need to sometimes be able, well, all the time, we need to train ourselves to be in a place where we can quiet ourselves and still ourselves. First and foremost, having a devotion, having a quiet time, but then knowing how to do that all throughout the day, how to still yourself. I want to come from out of Habakkuk, the, cha- the second chapter, because this is a good uh, verse to, to use kind of like as our, our roadmap of how to hear from the voice of God. So in Habakkuk, the second chapter, uh, starting at the first verse, it says, I will stand upon my watch That's that quiet place. That's that place of stillness. That's that place of settling your flesh, settling your thoughts, settling your emotions. And it says, and get me upon the tower. Sometimes when you get upon the tower, you're getting away from everything, getting that quiet place, getting that place where you know you can hear from God. When you're in that tower, you're in that higher place where you can hear closer to God. Amen. So get in your, set your, set your watch. Hallelujah. And get in that place where you can hear from God. Then it says, and we'll watch to see what I will say unto me, what, 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 watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I reprove, when I am reproved. And this is awesome because uh, Habakkuk is in a place where he knows God is going to deal with some things with him. So he's positioning himself to deal with the rebuke that's going to come from God. Come on now. (laughs) Can our flesh handle that? Can our flesh handle quieting and stealing ourselves enough to let God rebuke us? He loves us, right? Uh, Our father will only rebuke us because he loves us. And and rebuke is is to bring about a reconciliation, uh, to bring about an alignment with God's will so that we can please him and so that we can live a life of abundancy as Jesus said that he came to give us. Amen. And so the second verse says this, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth thee. So those two verses are very critical. So when you, when you say to go to a quiet place and to steal your thoughts, that's what Habakkuk did. He said, I will stand upon my, my watch and I will, I will, set me upon the tower. He said, I will set me. That means he told his flesh, you're going to sit here. And so you can hear from God. Okay. It's not, you know, for him, he was in a situation where he knew he was going to receive rebuke, but he knew he had to tell his flesh, his mind, his emotion, his will, his intellect, all of that to sit still to hear from God. And so, so, um, Psalms 46 tells us that we need to be still and know that he's God, right? Psalms 37 says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Come on, we, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not that God, like I said, is not speaking. Sometimes he want, he, he's not going to 
let you hear him until you wait on him. We, 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 we want to push God to give us a word. And sometimes when we push to get a word from God, it's not necessarily a word from God. It's a word from our flesh. It's a word from our conscience. It's a word from the devil. It's a word from everything else but God. And we'll talk about that in future podcasts because I'm telling you, there is great things to learn about hearing from the voice of God. But we want to hear from God. So we got to be still. We got to be still enough to hear from God. And so in being still to hear from God, we need to place ourselves in a place of meditation. That means you're not meditating on negativity. You're not meditating on anything other than the word of God, but you're meditating on uh, what God is saying, what his word is saying. And so uh, that positions you to hear from God. When you're in a still place, also sometimes it helps to have worship music. I mean, many times it helps to have worship music or you sing a worship song to get your flesh, your soul, all of that in line to receive from God. So worship is good. Worship creates the atmosphere. I mean, Elijah, he he called for the minstrel so he can place himself in a position to be able to, 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 to hear what God is saying so he can speak out the prophetic word that God has for him. So, so you have to uh, do those things. You know, um, God created us in such a wonderful way. He gave us that intuitiveness. You know, sometimes we call it the uh, uh, intuition. Um, you know, uh, you may have heard a mother's intuition where a mother knows a certain thing. You, you may not be able to put your hand on a concrete thing to say, yes, this is factual, or this is what I actually heard this come out of a person's mouth, or this is what I actually saw, but it's just something you just have uh, that's an intuitive uh, sense about you. And really, that's that's how God designed us and created us. And sometimes when we separate that intuitiveness that God gives us, which can be connected to our soulish part, when, it's, when we disconnect that from the Holy Spirit and from the word of God, then we get to get in into the flesh, into our will, our, you know, all of that, our intellect, our reasonings on all of that. But when we keep our intuitiveness about us, which is also that knowing in your spirit, okay? It's, you know, I heard it say it like this, that knower, <laughs> where you know uh, in the depths of your soul, this is God. When, when there's a confirmation in your spirit that you just know it's God, okay? Um, there's a knowing that 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 it brings confirmation that you're hearing from God, and and that's that's what one of the ways that God confirms some things. But if you're if you're not in that place where you have that stillness, where you can hear from God, where you can listen to His Word, where you can worship and center yourself, where your spirit man is connecting with God, okay, and the flesh and everything else. Is, 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 is still, then that intuitiveness is not able to flow like God w- would like for us to be able to flow so we can hear from him. And so another way of looking at it is that we're fixing our eyes upon Jesus. I mean, the word of God tells us looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Another translation says, fix your eyes on Jesus. Okay. So you're looking to him as the source of everything, as the source for guidance, as the source for direction, as the source for, for answers. Okay. And so, so when you do that, like, like with, with, with Habakkuk, he said this, he says, I will watch to see what he will say to me. 
watch to see what he will say to me. So that lets me know our seeing is connected to hearing from God. And so not only is our seeing connected to hearing from God, that's where, you know, we can connect to dreams and visions, okay? So dreams and visions help us to to hear what God is saying. So whenever you so when you're able to see dreams, you know, so it's good for us to dream at night when we're able to to see visions, that connects us to be able to hear from God because hearing is not always hearing with our natural ears. Most of the time it's not hearing with our natural ears. So God's way of hearing is connected to vision. God's way of hearing is connecting to what we see because you can hear what God is saying to you when you see certain things in nature. When the sun shines and beams upon your face, oh my God, I hear God say, I love you. I hear God saying that, that arise, shine for my light has come. And that is connected to what God is saying because he uses visual things, okay? What well, God framed the world, okay? Um, through uh, what he saw, okay? He framed the worlds by the word of God, all right? But framing is connected to vision, right? When you frame something, when you, you know, just like this particular, what, what you're seeing this podcast, I'm framed in this set, in this camera. Well, that's what you see, right? Um, but with God, he connects it to what we're hearing, Okay, so you can see what he's saying. Glory to God. And so so all of that is very, very important. And so when we're able to to see what he's saying, then 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 that makes us more in tune to his voice. Okay. and so another thing that's important that when we steal ourselves, then we can actually hear you know, what God is saying. And sometimes, you know, God is not always um, speaking in thou shalt, you know, do this or that. And it's full paragraphs and it's a whole story because I believe that many times when he's telling a story to us, it's through those visions and dreams. And so we hear that from him. But there are times when God would drop a spontaneous thought in our spirit. I mean, I think of times when 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 I uh, um when God would drop something in my spirit and say teach about this or uh, a word that he may say. You know, for me he dropped the word truth in my spirit, you know, and that truth just resonated in my spirit to so much where I was following after what God what is it about truth in this season that that you want to speak to me about. And he connected to exposing lies, exposing the lies of the enemy and connecting me to resources that go with that. But sometimes when he speaks to you, it's not always a full sentence. It's a, sometimes it's a spontaneous thought. Have you ever been in a situation where, where you are prompted about a person, you think about a person and it just, it just comes up that's spontaneous, but why are you prompted about that person? It's because God trusts you enough to pray for that person. Sometimes you don't always know exactly what to do, but but really the first response to a, a lot of what God is speaking to us is to pray. To pray, to pray for God 
to have his way in certain situations, to pray for God, to, to bring clarity, to bring, pray for God, to protect, to, to heal, to deliver. So when God drops something in your spirit, it often comes as a spontaneous thought. But um, I, I want to leave you with this particular scripture um, out of John 10, 10. And it's, re it's really good because um, this really clarifies the importance of um, how God interacts with us. Um, and he makes the analogy of a, sh a shepherd and the sheep. And he, he talks about in John 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And further up in, in, in that particular passage, it talks about how the, the, the shepherd calls the sheep and the sheep know the voice and they follow after the voice. But then it goes on to say, um, but the voice of the stranger, that means if there's any other voice that they hear, they don't recognize it to the point where they don't follow it. They, they may hear it, you know, physically, but, but it's not a voice that they follow. And so, and so it talks about the voice of the stranger, which we know the voice of the stranger is the voice of the enemy. They don't hear. And so in, in future podcasts, we're going to talk about the voice of God, the our voice, our own voice, which our own voice deals with our flesh, which deals with our, 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 our will, our emotions, our reasonings, our conscience, all of that. But then also the voice of the enemy. So it's, it's critical that, that we recognize that we have to position ourselves through those still moments, through those times of meditation, through those times of worshiping, those times of even reading the word, the word on a daily basis, that we become so familiar with what God sounds like when he drops those spontaneous, when he gives us those visions that we see, and then we are able to see what he's saying because what he's saying always aligns up with his word. And what his word is, is what he's speaking to us today. Okay. And so lastly, out of Habakkuk, it says in the second verse, it says, write the vision and make it plain upon tables. And so that's clear, write the vision. So, so you're taking seriously when God speaks to you, you take it serious enough to write it down. Why? Write it down so you can keep it before you. So you can constantly, um, uh, have direction on where you are to go so that when there's another voice that comes, you'll recognize mm, that doesn't sound like the voice of God. That doesn't line up with the voice of God, the voice of God, the vision of God, the dreams of God. It doesn't line up. And so all of those are critical. So, so, so as you see it, as I've shared with you doing this podcast, it is vital that we hear the voice of God like never before. And I want you to tune in to these next um, podcasts because it's going to help you to really hone in on the voice of God and, and be sure like you've never been sure before. It's going to help you to weed out all the other voices, all the other mess, so you, you can zone into the voice of God and be confident in, I heard from God, and be confident in it so much to the point where, where you're able to walk in obedience to what he's saying. I know this has been a blessing to you. So remember, set your posts. Get on your tower. Glory to God. See what God will say to you and write the vision and make it plain. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. 
Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org. And follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.org.